The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and Happy New Year. I haven't talked to you since last year, and I know that you're starting off the new year powerfully. Uh, Christ Universal Temple, where I'm the senior assistant minister, is led by the Reverend Derek B. Wells and was founded by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Make sure if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, you stop by. We'll love to worship and fellowship with you. Uh, You can also stop by our website, www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. And check out our live stream uh, every Sunday, 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. Now, today we're starting off a new series, and it will be based on the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. Last year in December, I was prepping folks for this by saying, hey, make sure you get the book, make sure you get the book. Now, there is a couple of different versions of the book, not based upon material, but page numbers, you know, based upon the the date that it was, uh, you know, first printing, second printing, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I will be teaching from the fourth printing, the one that was done in 1993, uh, a book with uh, trees and uh, uh, by water and mountains in the background by Divorce and Company or Divorce Publications. So hopefully that's if that's not the version you have, the material is the same. So even if I say what well, page this, page that, and it's not exactly the same page, you know that the material is the same. Now, before I get started, as I was discussing with the producer before we started, that you can now download all of the episodes of Truth Transforms on iTunes, and you can also do the same on Stitcher. So if you have an iPad, iPod, Mac, etc., or you have your computer connected to buy uh, or download songs or episodes or podcasts from iTunes, you can do it with not only this show, but all of the shows on Unity Online Radio, you literally can take a library with you on your phone everywhere you go on almost any subject you want to study. So make sure that you take advantage of having this show and the other shows on Unity Online Radio on iTunes and on Stitcher, and you can download them for the price of $0 free. That's a great deal. Now, as I've shared before, freely you have received, freely give. 
So make sure that you're clicking on the donate button to make sure that you're supporting this ministry that is so fully seeding into your life. Please seed back into it. Now, let's get into the concept of how to use your 12 gifts from God. Now, how this episode will go is basically this. Before I actually get into the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, I want to set it up first with this episode because we're starting off the new year. And this is more of a mystical concept. Now, when we get into the How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, we're going to get really practical and nuts and bolts. But this particular episode, has to I have to explain the theory. What it, where did it come from? What does it mean? What does it mean to you and me today? Uh, how can we evolve it, et cetera, et cetera? Because if I just jump into the how you use your 12 gifts from God and you've never heard of the concept, then it's not necessarily necessarily going to benefit you. Or you've heard it before, but you've heard it and you haven't maybe done research on it in a while or you haven't looked at it again. Maybe going when I go over some of the key points of the of the concept or the of the hypothesis then you will be able to say, hey, let me pull out my old material and see what I can uh, pull up for myself. Because it does matter that you get the overall concept before I get into explaining the different 12 gifts or powers or faculties. And the book, How to Use the 12 Gifts from God, really doesn't explain the theory. It just jumps right in. So today I'm going to explain the theory. Now, if you have any questions while I'm going over any of this material, you can call in and ask me at 888-558-6489. Again, that's 888-558-6489. You can also go to my Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell, and leave me a message, and I will return. I will answer your questions questions swiftly as soon as my earliest convenience now let's get into this the 12 powers of man the 12 powers of man is a concept that was popularized by the new thought author and movement uh creator charles fillmore he along with his wife myrtle created the spiritual movement in new thought that is known as unity. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore believed that Jesus represented the indwelling Christ or the Christ nature or the spiritual nature or the I am in every person and that his disciples symbolized spiritual gifts that are activated and, and guided by this Christ intelligence, Christ mind, Christ consciousness, I am, whatever different terms you want to use. Now, just to give some background on this, he wasn't the first person to teach this. You know, there have been different mystical writers throughout the years who taught things based upon Jesus and his 12 disciples. One of the uh, one example is Emma Curtis Hopkins, who actually ordained Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. She always taught everything in 12s and she had her own interpretation of of the 12 with uh, 12 jewels. She also had 12 disciples. I have that material somewhere. And. Charles Fillmore's concept is the same as hers, but you can see where he got the idea and how it evolved. Even the early Christian science people taught things in 12s, and 12 is the mystical or spiritual number of perfection. Therefore, you would see 12 a lot biblically, you know, the 12 tribes of of Israel, you know, the 12 gates to the to the city. 12 disciples of Jesus. You see it over and over again in the Bible, certain numbers coming up, the sevens, the twelves, the threes, the 40, 40 days, 40 years. There's certain numbers you always see. So 12 was considered a number of spiritual perfection. So the Christ or the I am has 12 primary faculties, even in the Chinese, uh, traditional medicine 
theory. There are 12 uh, uh, meridian points where energy or chi travels. We see this over and over again. Uh, and with the seven, you see that with the concept of the chakra system, seven points. You see it over and over again. The reason why I'm explaining it this way, because I want you to know that this isn't something that, that came out of a vacuum. This is a part of mystical traditions. And his concept that the Christ concept or the Christ is not just in Jesus, but in everybody as our spiritual pattern. And that spiritual pattern has ways to, or ways to which it functions. Now, what made Charles Fillmore rather unique was he believed that not only did these spiritual faculties work on, work on a spiritual, uh, at, at a spiritual level and at a mental, emotional level, at the soul level, but also through the body. So he would say, okay, this faculty is this, this is the disciple. This is the location of the body. And with that, and by focusing the attention on certain parts of the body, you awaken that faculty, which is very similar to the chakra system. Because when you learn that system, they tell you focus on this part of your body. It represents this. You awaken this. You awaken that. Now, I'm not here to, to say who's right, who's wrong, or, or to blend the two or anything of that nature. The only thing I'm doing is completely teaching the concept of the 12 powers of man. Now, I'm going to give you an example. This is from Your God-Given Potential by Winifred Wilkinson, Wilkinson Halsman. This is on page 17. She says, you have a supply of latent energy that is limited only by your ability to believe, conceive, And develop it. Spirit, soul, and body, you are endowed with capabilities that are now only beginning to be discovered and called forth by humankind. This is the potential that was given to you, his beloved child, by God in the beginning before the world was made. She goes on to say, within each person, there is a new world awaiting discovery. A world in which there are capabilities of unlimited strength, perfect knowing, radiant life, and other latent abilities beyond our greatest present capacity to conceive. Even our quality of imagination must be developed to enable us to glimpse the potentiality with which God has endowed us. Now, this is key because what she's saying is that as we start to really work with our own inner spirituality, we'll start to awaken and activate and then use dormant abilities that right now we have no idea of even how to tap and access. And we see a little bit of it when we see things that we can't explain people with very strong faith to heal, to make breakthroughs, to make seemingly the miraculous happen. And if anybody's ever been exposed to any of that, uh, those type of experiences will know that people, some people tap into it for a moment and then it tends to go away or the record, for instance, you know, the recorded uh, instances where someone you know, lift the car off of the the kid. How do you lift a car off a kid? People say, oh, those, that's just a myth and story that actually going around, but actually there are documented cases of that. Or, you know, a, a story I listened to uh, last week when he was talking about two young boys playing on a lake. Uh, you know, it was ice. It was um icy lake. And they while they were playing on it, one of the, the the ice gave way and one of the kids fell into the ice and got tra- in the water and got trapped underneath the ice. When the other little boy couldn't find anyone to help and he was screaming and no one was coming, he went and picked up a tree log, broke the ice, and dragged the boy out of the ice. And when the police asked him what happened and he told them they didn't believe him and they kept telling him that he was lying. But uh, when the boy's parent came 
And they and they police tried to say we can't get him to tell us the truth. He said he is telling the truth. The, it said the real issue is there was nobody around him that told him that he couldn't just pick up the tree, break the ice, and save his friend. So we have dormant abilities. We see it. We see them express physically. We sometimes see them expressed in spiritual healings and other different breakthroughs that seem sometimes to be coincidences. But they're not necessarily coincidences. They're, they're, we're activating latent abilities, but we haven't learned how to master them. And we follow Jesus, which I'm going to get into later, because Jesus is used as the example of one who mastered his inner faculties, that allowed, which allowed him access to abilities that right now we don't have comprehension of. We're going right along. So she goes on to say, talking about Fillmore's, Fillmore's plan for regener- the regeneration of humankind was based on the individual development of innate powers and abilities expressing themselves through ganglionic centers in the human body. These centers are to be activated as the qualities developed in mind all under the supervision of the Christ or God self of each person. The centers are symbolized by the 12 disciples of Jesus and those who seek to develop the powers or faculties are reminded that all must be evolved under the guidance and direction of the Christ. So what it's simply saying is at times these faculties are not necessarily always working the way they're supposed to work because our minds are all over the place. So we're using our imagination to see things that are not necessarily for our benefit, for instance. That's one of the faculties. Or, you know, we're using our ability for, to, of judgment, some people call wisdom, to be critical or criticize people instead of discriminating what's best for us. Not, discrip- not being uh, a person who discriminates against others, but a person who discriminates what's right for yourself. Moving on. So these are some of the things that we'll be talking about over the next few weeks, just covering a couple of other points really quickly in the same book. She goes on to say on page 21, remember, each power functions in three ways. First, the perfect idea and divine mind. Second, the growing concept in our consciousness. Third, the expression through the physical center and indirectly through our entire body. Now, what this is saying is this, that, for instance, next week we're going to be talking about faith. Faith is a spiritual idea. Faith works through the soul as a mental quality. And physically, the location of where that that center works through your body. In other words, we're going to start working on how do you work and activate these inner faculties so they can regenerate the soul and when i say that regenerate the soul i mean the the apostle paul wrote in romans chapter 12 verse 2 don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so as we start to work with this concept of how to use your 12 gifts from god we're actually renewing the mind because i like to say it this way the 12 powers teach me how to work with total consciousness in other words, when the when these faculties are working in harmony, there's complete balance in the soul. Complete balance in the soul. All right. Now, we're coming up on our first break, and I do want to give you, again, an opportunity to ask questions. So if any of you out there have any questions, make sure you give me a call at 888 888- Five five eight six four eight nine eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine. Also, if you're in the Chicagoland area, Christ Universal Temple will start having classes in the Johnny Coleman Institute beginning next week on Tuesday. So make sure you come and check out the classes. I'll talk more about that when we come back from our first break. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, 
you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.net. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary. Topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? <laughs> if I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I just wanted to say one more thing about the Johnny Coleman Institute classes. We have several classes that are coming up that I think are really great developmental classes for your spiritual growth. I'm going to let you know about my classes I'm teaching on Monday nights, Basic Truth Principles Part 2, which is based upon the book Lessons in Truth by H. Emily Cady. I did a series last year on Lessons in Truth also. I believe it was last year, yes. And I'm teaching on Wednesday nights, 6.30 to 8, Monday classes, 6.30 to 8 as well. These are 12-week courses, Mastermind for Success, where I'm actually taking the Mastermind Journal 2014 version that's created by Renaissance Unity. Uh, that was created by Reverend Jack Bolin, which is a goal achieving journal where you break down your goals, you write your covenants, you make your image books, you have your daily affirmations, your gratitude page, you record your blessings, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm um, connecting it with success principles by Jack Canfield. So this is going to be a go getter class. If you want to demonstrate your goals, if you want to manifest your dream, if you want to get that blessing, this is a class you don't want to miss. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you should be in it and you should tell other people about it. I'm also teaching, and this is for more of the people who are actually in the Institute, based, uh, excuse me, Bible 6, which is based upon the book B, Transformed by Elizabeth Santerna, which is the metaphysical interpretation of the Bible from the Acts of the Apostles to the book of Revelation. So make sure you check it out. And let's get back to it. So again, how to use your 12 gifts from God. 
I'm setting up what we need to do. Now I'm asking, I'm requesting, requesting, excuse me, for everyone to get the book, how to use the 12 gifts by William Ward. So when we start on chapter one next week, which is faith, we can really get into it. I don't, I don't have to slow down. I don't have to wait for anybody. We're going to really dissect faith and then we're going to go through each chapter, which represents a faculty. Now, I'm, this is a quote from Charles Fillmore on page 15, again, setting up where the theory came from. He goes on to say, the subconscious realm in man has 12 great centers of action with 12 presiding egos or identities. When Jesus had attained a certain soul development, he called his 12 apostles to him. This means that when man is developing out of mere personal consciousness into spiritual consciousness, he begins to train deeper and larger powers. He sends his thought down into inner centers of his organism and through his word quickens them to life. Where before his powers have worked in the personal, now they begin to expand and work in the universal. This is the first and second coming of Christ spoken of in the scriptures. The first coming is the receiving of truth into the conscious mind. And the second coming is the awakening of the and the regeneration of the subconscious mind through the superconscious or Christ mind. All right. So now I'm going to give you the list of the different powers. This is based upon page 16 and the 12 powers of man. This is the old book. They have a new version of it now. The 12 powers. Jesus represents, is not one of the 12. Jesus represents the I am in every person, the Christ, or God's idea of itself. The disciples are faith, which is represented by Peter or Simon Peter, and normally is centered in the brain or pineal gland. Uh, strength, Andrew, represented loins or smaller the back. Discrimination, judgment, or People say now wisdom is James, son of Zebedee, pit of the stomach. Love, John, son of Zebedee, back of the heart. Some people now say thymus gland. Power, Philip, root of the tongue. Imagination, Bartholomew, between the eyes. Understanding, Thomas, front brain. Will, Matthew, center front brain. Order, James, son of Alphaeus. Naval, zeal, Simon, the Canite. Back of the head or the medulla. Or some people say medulla oblongata. Renunciation or elimination. Some people also call this faculty purity. Thaddeus, abdominal region or the elimination systems of the body. Life or life conserver, Judas, generative functions or or the generative organs, sexual organs. So many of these points, if if you're familiar with the Eastern system of the chakras, match up. They also match up with many of the other points when you study things like traditional Chinese medicine. Almost all of these points match up with a particular point of chi flow energy, etc. So this isn't something that again Fillmore just pulled out of a hat. This is based upon his own study, his own research, etc. etc. So you have the points now. So what we're going to be doing for the next 12 weeks is actually studying how these faculties work very practically. Very practically. I want to give you some more information about why we study it. And really kind of talk about Jesus metaphysically. This is, again, in the, in the 12 powers of man. Page four. He's, Charles Fillmore wrote. Actually, I'll, uh, uh, yeah. it has long been prophesied that the time was right for the advent of on this planet of a new race. And there was much speculation as to the character and advent of the Superman. Herein, it is set forth the metaphysical idea of the spiritual quickening of man on the human plane and his transformation into the divine, not 
by a miracle or the fiat of God, but by the gradual refinement of the man of flesh into the man of spirit. As Paul taught, this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So what is he saying? He's saying that the development of us working and and living from our spiritual nature is not based upon some outer act by God. You know, like some of the, uh, our fundamentalist brothers who believe that, you know, you know, Jesus is going to come out of the sky with a horse on a horse and a sword in his mouth and et cetera, et cetera, literally. Or people who are in in the graves, their souls are going to come up and and meet them in heaven or they're going to be driving their cars and the rapture is going to happen and they're going to be beamed up like Scotty. I'm not disrespecting that. I'm just simply saying uh, I disagree with that. And I don't think that that's what that means. People think that it's that their spiritual growth their evolution, some people think that their spiritual growth and evolution is based upon what God is going to do instead of the development of their own consciousness. It's always our own consciousness. It's always development, the development of our own souls. It's always the expansion of our awareness. It's always us creating a new paradigm, a new context in which we live. So Fillmore is saying that it's not by a miracle that you grow. It's not by an act of God that you experience heaven. You become heaven through your through your soul development. Because because you are consciously aware of who God is in you and who you are in God. So we transform through the awakening and working of these spiritual faculties. Fillmore believed that you shouldn't even play around with this if you're not really ready to really spiritually grow. That was his position. That this isn't for the superficial. This isn't for the uh, just the quote unquote the getting of stuff. And first of all, I'm I'm all for the getting of getting of things we desire. But but his point was this. To really, really put on the Christ. To truly manifest our real, true spiritual nature. There has to be a surrendering of self. He goes on to say on page four, 12 powers of man. Jesus was the first fruits of those who are coming out of the mortal into the immortal. He was the tight man, the way shore. And through following his example and taking on his character as a spiritual minded man, we shall come into the same consciousness. Now, this is key. This is very key, because what it's saying to us is that that we're supposed to be like Jesus. It's sort of like that commercial that used to come on in the 90s about Michael Jordan. It said, like Mike, if I could be like Mike. Well, we're supposed to be like Jesus, but until we can accept that we're supposed to be like Jesus, then the possibility of his demonstration will never even come to our minds. We won't seek to be something we don't believe is possible. To really believe that we can have total dominion over our entire being over our own experiences, not over someone else, but we can be the vessel through which God heals, that God supplies, that God uh, shares wisdom, that God expresses love, compassion, and peace. We can be the vessels that Jesus was and showed us. He said in the gospel of John, these works I do, you can do, and even greater works. Because I go into my father. Now, in the first epistle of John, chapter three, verses um, uh, one and two, actually all the way to three, it gives us uh, some insight into this. It says, see what 
love the father has given us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Now, what this is simply saying is this. You're already a child of God, but how that will be revealed or expressed is still a part of our evolution that at a conscious level we're not aware of. Deep within our souls, there's a level of us that knows and understands this completely. But that's a part of us that we're normally not tapped into. Therefore, we live the human life thinking that this is it. But this physical human being has evolved. It, it used to didn't exist at one point and it won't exist at another point. But what is what part of you is perfect, whole and complete already? And how can that perfect, whole and complete you express through this vehicle right now? That's why we do the meditation. That's why we do the prayer. That's why we do the inner mystical work so we can start to commune with our spirit and allow the spirit to evolve. Now, when I say spirit, I'm talking about commune with God's idea of itself in you, through you, as you. Some people use spirit in another way, like, you know, like in New Thought, we would say soul, like awareness or your thinking and your feeling. I'm not talking about that. Well, my spirit is, is disturbed. Your spirit can't be disturbed because spirit is perfect, whole, and complete. Spirit is God. Your soul can be disturbed. But not your spirit. So what we're saying is your spirit, the spiritual you, is seeking to shine forth through the soul you, which will reflect in your body. It will reflect literally in the cells of your body. Regenerating, healing, strengthening. Because as within, so without. As within, so without. These are the things that we have to continually work on that as we go forward and start to work with these with with these powers. And I'm going to be dealing with them at a very practical level. I want you to realize that that's not the same as actually you going in, doing your meditation, calling forth the, the faculties. And I'm going to tell you where to go to get it, how to get the resources and all of that stuff so you can start to evolve your inner powers. Now, first of all, you got to just accept the possibility that you have inner powers, that you have inner abilities. I like abilities because powers makes people think other things, that you have inner abilities that right now are not being fully utilized. Right now, they're just possibilities and potentialities that when activated properly can take your life to a whole nother level. But you have to accept it. But you have to accept it. Now, because you don't know what will be revealed, it's sort of like looking at a newborn baby. You don't know which babe, when you're looking at a baby, who's the next president, who's the next CEO, who's the next whatever. No more than you know which baby's going to be the next Jeffrey Dahmer or Hitler. Because you just look, because the evolution hasn't happened. That which affects a child's growth and development, they haven't experienced yet. So it's a part of the process. And what's in the consciousness has to express, whether it's wholeness and completeness and working with your innate abilities or to being totally unaware of that and working from your separation. And it shows up as violence. It shows up as prejudice. It shows up as bias. It shows up as all of the error that we hold in consciousness that manifests the nonsense we see in the world. So why is it important for you to develop your consciousness? Because when you do and you're the example, you can not only teach others, but show others. And as we continue to grow and evolve, we also affect the entire race consciousness because we're all collectively uh, one, not only in spirit, but our thoughts affect each other. 
through the collective unconscious. Charles Fillmore called it the race consciousness. Joseph, I mean, uh, uh, Joe Goldsmith called it the universal mortal belief system. These things that we accept as human beings, what we believe is possible for human beings. We have to break those beliefs. We have to share, shatter those old contexts uh, and shatter those old paradigms so we can live the healthy, happy, and prosperous life that we deserve that's, that's intended for us by God. So we're going to take our last break, and then we'll wrap up this episode of Truth Transforms. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're wrapping up the 12 powers of man, which is the precursor to teaching the concept, how to use your 12 gifts from God, from the book, William Warsh. I'm giving the the history of it, the explanation of it, some of the mysticism that goes along with it. The next thing I want to teach is about the superconscious mind. The superconscious mind is a term that's used to explain an area of awareness within the soul that is aware of your spirituality. It's the, it is, it is where the divine ideas in the soul express. When we turn, when we say pray and turn within to meditate and things of that nature, we're saying turn your attention to this higher awareness. Uh, some people call it the secret place of the most high. Some people call it the Christ mind. Some people, uh, you know, call it the, as Jesus would say, you know, the kingdom of God within you. Different terms. The point of it is, there's a part of you that knows that it knows. And when we turn to get the life, the love, the power, the wisdom, these ideas or these faculties or these abilities as ideas exist within the superconscious realm of mind. And that superconscious realm f- functions mystically from the crown of the head. So uh, in the, in the, Several mystical traditions, the crown of the head is considered considered the seat of spirituality, where the universal mind works through the individual you. So one of the things that 
when a per- that happens when a person studies this concept or other mystical mystical traditions, they always tend to get back to studying something around the crown of the head. Well, obviously, what makes sense, considering that the brain is the highest level of aware of awareness in the physically in the body, but also that you know it's but it's the vehicle or the instrument through which the intelligence directs the body. You know, one of the things that people are teaching that is that there's intelligence in every cell of your body. So the mind is not lo- just located in your brain. The mind is located through every cell of your being, of your body, not your being. Excuse me. Your being is threefold, spirit, soul, and body. So the superconsciousness is your higher spiritual awareness. It's your Christ consciousness. It's your Christ mind in you. If you have a metaphysical Bible dictionary, they give a great definition of this under the definition of Judah. Judah, because Judah represents praise. That was one of the, the... the sons of Jacob. It says on page 373, at the very apex of the brain is a ganglionic center that we may term the center of reverence or spirituality. It is there the man holds converse with the intelligence of divine mind. This brain center is the home or house of a spiritual consciousness, which is in scripture is designated as Judah, whose office is to pray and praise. This faculty is also called the superconsciousness. That is, it is above the various states of mind, but not separate from them. It pervades every phase of thought as an elevating, inspiring quality. All lofty ideals come from this faculty. It is the inspiration of everything that elevates and idealizes in religion, poetry, art, and all things that are true and real. So this higher awareness or this superconsciousness or Christ mind is your seat of create. Is your seat of power? Is your seat of of all that, all the good that comes and expresses out of humanity? So when a kid is scribbling and those scribbles turn into art, that's functioning from the superconscious mind. When a person is creating a song or the lyrics to a song or a poem or that book, that is coming from the superconscious mind. It is the creativity that you're tapping into and you're being the vessel through which it comes out because of and and it comes out in ways and it works in different ways depending on the individual. But I want you to know that this is your inner creativity. That's another way of saying it. So when you're working and sharing your gifts, you're tapping into this inner intelligence that knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it and as people use it for different reasons. When a person is, you know, uh, writing a sermon and the sermon tends to come out of nowhere or you wrote your lesson. And when you get in front of the congregation and the other, another lesson just flows out of you, that is because of the work and the prayer and the meditation is tapped into a higher level of consciousness that allows it to flow through you. Some people use it for healing. Some people use it for for the the energy manipulation with the you know the healings of alternative healings and things of that nature. It works in so many different ways. It works with the kids that in the eighties that decided that we can break dance instead of fight. But it's the same creativity. It's the creativity that that shows up as the new technology because it's working through the imagination. You know, nobody would have thought years ago that we would have things like smartphones and tablets and laptops. When I was a kid, a computer was 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 taller than me and 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 wider than four of my friends. But now a computer is on your watch. Literally, because I have a friend who has the 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 watch with the phone and you can talk and check your whatever is on your phone on your watch that's amazing what drives that the super conscious mind what drives the imagine the imagination to continually give new forms of growth and evolution your super conscious mind what gives you the desire to want to live a healthy happy and prosperous life the superconscious mind. What gives you the ability to love when other people hate? 
to be strong when other people are falling and are fearful. That gives you the faith to see and go forward when other people have given up. Your superconscious mind. Because it's that part of you that knows you are spirit. It's that part of you that's aware of your true God nature. Mr. Fillmore believed that the reason why people look up when they pray is because this center activates at the crown of the head and it draws the attention upward. It gives you some ideas about how these things actually work. He says, and again on page 373 under Judah, he says, one of the offices of the spiritual faculty is to gather ideas. Through it, man can draw from the universal mind, God thoughts, that is, ideas absolutely true. Therefore, prayer is accumulative. It accumulates spiritual substance, life, intelligence, and everything else necessary to man's highest expression. When we pray in spiritual understanding, this highest realm of mind comes in touch with the universal and impersonal mind, and the mind of man is joined to the very mind of God. Thus, God answers our prayers in ideas, thoughts, words, which are translated into the outer realms of form in due season. So as we are opening ourselves up to this truth, it expresses itself as wholeness, as peace, as joy, etc. But we get it in the form of the idea. And one of the things that Reverend Coleman used to teach us that God's ideas come fully clothed. In other words, everything that is needed for the fulfillment of the ideas in the idea. One last thing I want to read you because we, we have to wrap this up. This is in the old version of the book, Christ Enthroned in Man, which is now col- together in the book 12 Powers as 12 Powers of Man and Christ Enthroned in Man by Cor Dedrick Fillmore. It's on page 11. He says, God, she says, God's supreme being is the source out of which all creation evolves. God mind is an omnipresent spiritual realm comprised of creative ideas. Through prayer and spiritual realization, we may lay hold of these ideas, weave them into our soul consciousness and create out of them the ideals of our heart. The soul is the sum total of our thoughts, spiritual and otherwise. Thus we, the masterpiece of the almightiness, have the power to redeem all error thinking and through our words to create our own lives, make our own environment. You and I, the offspring of God mind, have the wonderful privilege of forming our lives of God's substance, of instilling into our soul and body consciousness the intelligence and energy of the Father and of shaping our destinies as we will. So she's basically saying that you can infuse the energy, the power of God, not only in your soul, but in your body. That's deep. That's how we get the healings spiritually. That's how we get the miracles and the breakthroughs because we're literally creating the the space in consciousness for God as life, energy, as peace, as wholeness to work and flow through us. So wrapping this up, how to use the 12 gifts from God. Everybody get the book as we go along with this series because for the next 12 weeks, we're going to be going through them chapter by chapter, chapter by chapter. We're going to study faith. We're going to study love. We're going to study strength and wisdom and power and imagination and understanding and will and order and enthusiasm and renunciation and life. We're going to understand how they work in consciousness. We're going to understand how they work in our bodies. We're going to understand how we can use these faculties to demonstrate the good that God has already prepared for us as potential and possibility. You are a creative being. So so now it's time to start creating the life that you desire by awakening your dormant spiritual abilities again this series is for folks who really want to get down to it 
This isn't necessarily one of the, okay, write down your goal and let's do that. And I'll be doing more of that later and, and integrating it into these lessons as I need to. But I want you all to be really present to the fact that this, these episodes on how to use your 12 gifts from God are strictly about you waking up to who you are. Again, if you have questions, make sure you reach out to my Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Remember that you can download these episodes from the website. You can download them on iTunes to your computers or your smartphones. You can listen to it and download from Stitcher. There's so many ways now that you can access it. So God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, We are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Milena Dawn, Stacey Macris Ross, and Scott Pomeroy will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.